0: Folks, if you're, uh, this is your first time this morning or uh, you've only been coming the last two or three weeks, you are particularly welcome, you are our VIP guests and we want you to feel that way and we want you to uh, just just feel part of things and just so that you know, we're midway through a series called Friends and Family where we're gathering together and we're just so thrilled, the number of people that, of us that are journeying week in, week out in life groups, some meeting around the table and having some food, some doing all kinds of other things, we're not gonna go into too much detail, but then some of the events that we've created and we're running and gathering other people to them, it's just stunning to see the church gathered together as one in the presence of Jesus. You know, so we can watch football together, we can have a beer together in the presence of Jesus. It's just wonderful, it's just stunning to see uh, things that are going on, it's wonderful to hear stories Uh, along the way as well and I just want to continue this teaching theme on friends and family and I want to talk simply about different types of friendship we're going to be talking about um, back-to-back side-to-side and face-to-face kind of friendships and in many ways they kind of um, depict kind of the the different postures that each of us have as friends with regards to standing together because here's the thing we all know this if we've a believer and we've been a believer for any time, the enemy wants to rob, kill, and destroy. And the best way that he'll do that is to isolate us, is to put us on our own. Because we become sitting targets. We just become an absolute sitting duck at that point. And God is in the business of creating us in his image, but also that we would be together and we'd have different types of friendships. And so the back to back, if Chantel was here, oh, go ahead. i prompted. This is the back-to-back kind of friendship. And then there's the side-to-side. And then there's the face-to-face. We like the face-to-face. We sometimes get the back-to-back, but uh, anyway. um, So really this morning what we're we're exploring is what kind of friends, what kind of people do I need in my life? And I want to look at a couple of passages from Exodus. We're looking at uh, the story of Moses' life uh, these stories will be well known to you if you're a believer for some time. We're going to read through them and just bring out some points of how we can kind of connect that relate that to friends in our lives. So we're Exodus, we're 17, and we're beginning at verse 8 through to 13. Reading from the NIV says this. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men And go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. Aaron and her held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. The context of this passage is Moses has led the people out of slavery. A previous chapter, they're talking about food, they need some water. There's hundreds, thousands of them. They're en route to the promised land. The Ten Commandments are just around the corner, but haven't yet been given. And uh, they're in this place where the locals are attacking them, or there's a threat of sword from the Amalekites. So the first friendship, the first posture is the back-to-back. It's Moses and Joshua. Now Joshua is Moses' um, assistant, and eventually grows and develops to become the leader, and actually is the one that leads uh, the people of Israel into the promised land. But it's at this time where Moses simply says to Joshua, choose some men and go out and fight. Go and fight. And that's exactly what he does. Now, what does a back-to-back kind of friendship look like? It's someone who is able to stand back-to-back and see what's going on behind someone else's back. And they know, and they've got their back. And they've got them back. Covered. What does it look like for a back-to-back kind of friendship? Someone that's willing to stand and to fight on behalf of someone else. It looks like someone that will ring the solicitor for you. Someone who will attend the hospital appointment with you. Going to the difficult neighbor on behalf of you. It could be a, a cap Christians Against Poverty Consultant helping you out of debt. Someone who's willing to stand. Someone who's willing to have your back and fight alongside you. Fighting alongside you or for you is actually someone that's willing to pray for you. I have a really good friend of mine. Uh, I'll name him. His name's Jasper. Some of you will know who he is. And uh, he's a good, good friend. And he... Uh, over the last number of months has stood for me, fighting for me in prayer and would often uh, ring me or text me and the only thing I've got against him is he calls me bro. I don't really like that, I'll just be honest. Some of you lads I know like to call each other bro and hug each other and all that but I'm just, you know, but he'll ring me and say, how you doing bro? (laughs) But I just know that he's been praying for me and he'll ask me, how are you doing? And uh, he knows, he knows. He knows because I've entrusted my life to him because I've been honest and really vulnerable with him about things that go on in my private world. And he's willing to stand back to back in a friendship And he'll pray for me in his own time. And he'll call me and see how we're doing. From this same passage, we also see uh, depicted this uh, side-to-side friendship. And it's really obvious. It's really plain to see, isn't it? Whenever Moses has his arms up high, people of Israel are winning. You can imagine. You've seen it on um, the... uh, what's that jungle program? I'm a celebrity. You know, they have those challenges and they have to do silly things until their arms drop. You've seen that one? Maybe you haven't. Anyway, so (laughs) your arms are up high. After a while, they get pretty tired. And so Aaron, his brother, and her. Am I pronouncing that correctly? H? Her. Her, sorry. Her. Goodness. Thank you, Sergi. Pronunciation. They together stand side. To side literally physically speaking with him and enable and hold his arms up because folks in life we get tired and we need others to stand side to side to walk side to side arm in arm to run together what does it look like well it looks what I've just said a running partner heading in the same direction doing it together your teammate. What does it look like in real life? It could be a life partner, could be a best friend, could be a good friend. Someone that you have things in common with, a peer. You're looking at the battle that that faces you, what's out in front of you and together you're working as a team to go, to move in that posture towards that direction that God's called you to. This is the kind of friendship that spurs one another on. So when you begin to get discouraged or you begin to get tired, that person that's alongside you is saying, hey, come on, come on, keep going, keep going. They're a person that inspires you and motivates you and you'll do that for them as well. When you're going side to side, we're doing this together. Folks, I love being a part of the church. The church is is Jesus, it's his idea that we would gather together, that we would be family. And that we would journey together as one. What does it look like in real life? For for me, there are peer relationships, other vineyard pastors that lead other vineyard churches, both here in England and other parts of the world. People that we get together with and we get to share. <laughs> it's tough sometimes. And they understand. And we get to journey together and we go, yeah, but come on, go back to Carrickfergus. Go back to Dungannon. Go back to Dublin. Go back, go back. Keep journeying together. We can do this. We can do this. This is what God's called us to. Then there's our staff that we work alongside. There's our key leaders that we journey together with. And we say, come on, we can do this together. I'm inspired by our staff, I'm inspired by our key leaders. People that are seeking intimacy with Jesus and looking and searching and hearing his heart and stepping out in obedience. That's what inspires me. That's what helps keep me moving in the right direction. And then there are friends in my life that I literally run with folks at the club and they may not even be followers of Jesus but nonetheless they're friends and they bring life to me and I bring life to them. I was out uh, earlier in the week with a couple of fellas, Uh, they don't know Jesus and uh, we were literally running together and I just prayed before going. I knew going to get to spend some good quality time with these guys and I, I, I love them as friends I say God may something of you that's in me just rub off on them and I'll take whatever they've got that's good, that's good for me and my friendship with them too we do this together side to side friendships need to look at the next passage the next chapter to look at the third posture the face to face friendship Moses is reunited with his wife uh, and his two sons and his father-in-law Jethro. They have a lot to catch up on and uh, this is what we read uh, in Exodus 18 starting at verse 13 through to 19. The next day Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people and they stood around him from morning till evening when his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people He said, what is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand round you from morning till evening? Moses answered him, because the people come to me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it's brought to me. And I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. Moses' father-in-law replied, what you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me and I will give you some advice. And may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. This is our third and final posture of type of friendship. And it's the face-to-face friendship. Jethro was priest of Midian. He was a descendant of one of Abraham's children. And he'd offered Moses hospitality when he rescued, when Moses had rescued one of his daughters um, at the well many years before. He rejoiced and saw all that God had done through his servant Moses. But... He'd also witnessed how burdened Moses had become. All the people kept coming to him with all their problems, with all their issues, and he was the only one that was there kind of judging, you know, and how to sit, sort out the situation, the dispute between folks. And Jethro's looking at Moses, going, What you are doing is not good. You're going to wear yourself out. The work is too heavy and can't be done alone. And then, if we read the rest of the text, Jethro offers to Moses some really great practical advice. You see, in this friendship, we see Moses and Jethro, that Jethro, the father-in-law to Moses, is not afraid to speak face-to-face with the individual, with a friend, and say, this is not good what's happening, but let me help you. Characteristics of a face-to-face friendship is someone who lovingly tells you as it is. Someone who looks you in the eye and tells you the truth. Firstly, it's important if we are gonna posture our lives to have face-to-face friendships, is to be willing to receive what someone has to say. Because if you're not willing to receive the truth from someone that you love and entrust, well, it's just not going to go well. You're just not going to like that, and that's just not going to be good. Trusting that the person that's speaking face-to-face with you has your best interest at heart, that it's not come from their own motivation, that it hasn't come from their own sense of dissatisfaction or whatever it might be, but it's important that you know Receiving the face-to-face friendship that they love you and care for you and have your best interest at heart. The face-to-face kind of conversations isn't always a correcting conversation. But sometimes it's an inspiring conversation and a calling out the best in you as a person. Some examples uh, from me. Some of my best face-to-face Friendships are people that know me and love me best. They're the closest to me. Some of them actually are complete strangers who in the right context and the right moment have come to me and have said things to me. People have confronted me usually on things that I've said and questioned my actions. Recently I said something really dumb through this microphone. Uh, to to all of you, I know some of you are thinking recently that's most weeks actually, um, but I, but I did say I uh, made a comment which was really it was silly, and uh, the person confronted me. Uh, now that sounds really okay. I'll, I'll explain. Confronted me. This person, I'm just going to be honest. It was Sergi. I'd said something really dumb to Sergi, and uh, and he came to me in the week. And like I use the word confronted, that sounds like it's confrontational and it's like, you know, get the fists up. It wasn't like that at all. And he came to me a few days later and he felt awkward about it and said, I need to say. And he began to say what it was and I knew straight away what it was. And I said, before you say anything else, I know and i'm really sorry i got it wrong and out of that conversation what we might fear is going to go peak tong it's just going to be an absolute mess and it's just gonna actually strengthens the relationship it actually does the opposite to what we fear it might do it actually only builds it further and that can only be a good thing there are people that lift me up when I need lifted up. Chantel is one of those people. So when I start on a downer, and I start looking at myself and go, I'm a this and I'm a that, Chantelle just has a great way of looking me in the eye and say, Paul, what you're saying is not true. You are listening to the lies of the evil one. She doesn't quite say it like that, but, that, but that's what, that is true what she's saying. And then she begins to speak truth and say, you're this, you're that. And I, before I know it, I'm like, flip, I'm pretty incredible, actually. <laughs> you're right. You are right, dear. She doesn't do it that often. Don't, don't get the wrong. <laughs> I love... Doing what I've just described, I love doing it with many of you. I love looking you in the eye and uh, and just saying, "This is who you are. I see this in you." And that's a face-to-face friendship. I wanted it to be brief because we've got lots of other things lined up. What kind of friendships are we cultivating? What kind of friendships are we investing deliberately our lives? Back-to-back, people that will fight for us, people which will stand for us. Side-to-side, those where we're running in the right direction and going together as a team. And the face-to-face, honest, good, wholesome, get-to-the-point kind of conversations and friendships as well.